My friends, welcome to the Cornerstone Podcast presented by Global Grace Ministries. I am Francis Wesso, the host of this podcast. And like always, it is a great joy to spend a few minutes with you sharing biblical truth. We are in the middle of our series, A Glimpse into Eternity. Last week, we spoke about a few misconceptions of hell. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about heaven. But before we go into our subject, I would like to answer a question I got this week. One of our listeners would like to know where is hell located. Sadly, I do not have a definite answer for him, for the Bible does not tell us exactly where it is for sure. Nevertheless, even though it is impossible to pinpoint where hell is, the Bible does tell us where the grave or Hades is. It says that it is in the lower parts of the earth. Proverbs 7.27 says, her house is a highway to the grave, leading or descending down to the chambers of death. Isaiah 14:15 reads, But you are brought down to the realm of the dead, to the depth of the pit. And the last verse I'm going to share in regards to this question is in Psalms 63:9. Those who want to kill me will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. So we do know that Hades is in the depth of the earth. And I am going to stop there. And now let us talk a little bit about what we know about heaven. First, we need to specify which heaven we are talking about because the Bible talks about three heavens. There are 551 references to the word heaven in the Bible and 127 references of the word heavens. Deuteronomy 10.14 tells us, To the Lord your God belongs the heavens, even the highest heavens, the earth and everything in it. 2 Corinthians 12.2 says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was cut up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. Here in 2 Corinthians 12, Paul speaks about his visitation to what he called the third heaven or paradise. This third heaven is the place where God dwells and is the place where Christians go after they die. By Christians, I mean every person who has accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It is not where we will spend the whole eternity, but we will live there for a while. I will explain more about this in a few minutes. To those that want to know what are the other two heavens, I can tell you that the second heaven is what we call the spirit realm or what some call the fourth dimension. It is where demons reside when they are not on earth. Many people think that the second heaven is the universe or what we call outer space, but I find that hard to believe. If the second heaven is outer space, then demons could not live there. They could not just be floating into space. They also cannot live in the third heaven. For how are they going to live in a place where God cast them out? Therefore, I believe that the second heaven is the spirit realm. It is the realm between the third heaven and earth. Ephesians 6.12 says, 
For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That word heavenly realm, in my opinion, is the spirit world. So if the third heaven is where God resides and the second heaven is the spirit realm, that tells us that the first heaven must be the firmament or the sky we see. Now, many people have asked me, where is the third heaven or paradise? Just as we cannot know for sure where hell or Hades is, we cannot know where heaven is. But the Bible tells us it is just in the north. Leviticus 1.11 says, And he shall kill it on the side of the altar northward before the Lord, and the priest Aaron's son shall sprinkle his blood round about upon the altar. It is believed that Aaron's son used to sprinkle the blood towards the north. This implies that God is in the north or northward. If you were to point to the north in the morning, 12 hours later, you will still be pointing in the same direction. No matter where the earth is in its orbit from the sun, north is always in the same direction in relation to the earth. Psalms 75, 6 says, For promotion cometh neither from the east, nor from the west, nor from the south. The Bible implies that salvation or promotion comes from the north in Isaiah 13, 13, which says, For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the size of the north. Another scientific fact that to me is amazing, but I leave it up to you to judge it, is what space.com tells us, which says that there is an empty place or a void in the north of our universe. Could that be paradise? I leave it up to you. I say maybe. We will surely know where paradise is once we get there. Now, before we talk a little bit more about heaven, I want to remind you or tell you that we will not spend eternity in the third heaven, as I told you before. The Bible tells us that once this earth ceases to exist, this planet where we live right now, God will create a new heaven and a new earth. It is in the new earth where we will spend eternity. So let us talk now about that beautiful city located in the third heaven that the Bible calls the New Jerusalem. When the Bible talks about where we will spend eternity, it references a city called the New Jerusalem that according to Revelation 21 is in heaven. Revelation 21.2 says, I saw the holy city, the New Jerusalem, coming down from heaven from God. Prepare as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I believe that the people who are now in heaven live in the New Jerusalem. The city's name is the New Jerusalem, distinguishing it from the earthly Jerusalem. Jesus told us that he will prepare a home for us in the New Jerusalem. And because we know that Jesus' words are true, 
we know that there are people now living in that city. In fact, all our loved ones who have died in Christ live now in that fantastic city. How does the Bible describe this city? Let me read to you Revelations 21, 10 to 25. And I'm going to read the whole verse. So please bear with me. It says, And he carried me away in the spirit to a high mountain and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down from heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God, and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates and with twelve angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The city wall had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with a rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length and as wide and as high as it was long. The angel measured the wall using human measurements, and it was 144 cubits thick. The wall was made of jasper, and the city of pure gold, as pure as glass. The city wall's foundations were decorated with every kind of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were twelve pearls, each gate made out of a single pearl. The city's great street was of gold, as pure as transparent as glass. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will these gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. Is that not amazing? This city will not be like anything we know here on earth. It is full of light and it is not made of anything that can decay. It is a very stable and orderly place. A great wall surrounds it, not because it needs protection like the cities here on earth, but in my opinion, it is to give the city stability. It is a beautiful place where no more death, sadness, or fear exists because of sin. There are twelve gates on the wall. When John saw his vision, there was an angel on each gate. Can it be that the angels are there now to ensure that only the people who have the right to access the city enter it? Maybe the gates will not need those angels once the new Jerusalem comes to the new earth. Each gate 
gives tribute to one of the tribes of Israel. I believe they are in the same order the tribes of Israel used to be in the desert. Each gate is made up of one solid pearl. A different precious stone adorns each foundation. Some of these stones were also on the priest ephod from the Old Testament. The stones on the ephod were only a simple representation of the beauty that was to come. As the priest enjoyed God's presence wearing that ephod, we will enjoy his presence in that beautiful city. We must remember that that city's foundation bear the names of the disciples and the stones on the ephod represent the twelve tribes. Therefore, I believe they speak about the law of Moses and grace by faith. Heaven, my family, is a real place with homes, streets, and buildings. John 14.2 tells us, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I will have told you, I am going to prepare a place for you. According to Revelation, the city measures 12 stadia in length and width, about 1,400 miles. It is shaped like a square or a cube. Its height is also 1,400 miles, which goes beyond Earth's atmospheres into space which means that if the new Jerusalem will descend from heaven now, the length of the city will touch space, which tells us that the new earth has to be bigger than the earth where we live right now. Some people have said that if all the buildings in the city are single story, each home is about 5,000 square feet, and we could fit more than 10 million homes in there with room to spare for streets and other places. The entire city and its streets are made out of gold, so pure it is almost transparent. The Bible also tells us that there is no more sea on the new earth, but there will be rivers and probably lakes since rivers need to go somewhere. Revelations 22, 1 says, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Alongside the river in the city, we will find the tree of life. The leaves of this tree offer healing. I believe it is because of this tree that people in heaven live forever. Revelation 22, 2 and 3 says, on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing twelve fruit crops, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. My friends, sometimes we don't like to talk about heaven because we hold on tightly to our life here on earth. But the Bible calls our lives on earth a vapor because it is so short in comparison to what our lives in eternity will be. Without our glorious hope of eternity in Christ, our lives on earth will have no meaning. The reason why Christians mourn in hope, the lives of the loved ones who have gone before them to heaven, is that we know that they are in a better place and that one day we will see them again. 
our hope of eternity in heaven is the foundation and the reason we preach and the best incentive to endure trials here on earth. Do not forget that we are just foreigners here on earth. The best is yet to come. Whether we get to heaven through death or through the rapture one day, we will walk on the streets of gold. Until then, let us keep preaching the gospel and holding on to the hand of the one who is preparing our home in the new Jerusalem. Do not miss our next episode in which I will be answering some of the questions people have asked about heaven. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website, globalgraceministries.com. And please remember that you can also hear our podcast through our YouTube channel. May the grace of God abound in your lives this week. Thank you.